Welcome to the Duty Drawback Podcast from International Tariff Management. Here at ITM, we help our clients secure refunds and reductions of duty burdens on imported and exported goods with more than 40 years of classification, free trade, and compliance experience. In each episode, we explore real-life examples of how companies are taking full advantage of numerous programs in place for both importers and exporters, and how these little-known programs can yield substantial returns to their bottom lines. If you're engaged in international trade, you can expect to learn actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your business to become a more profitable importer and or exporter. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into this month's episode. I'm Jill LaMadeline, and I'm the Vice President at International Tariff Management. At ITM, we specialize in three things, duty drawback, classification, and free trade agreements. Today, we're going to focus on our classification services. And joining me today is Ryan Moling. Ryan is the Supply Chain Manager at Infinite Objects. We've been working with Infinite Objects for a little over six months on a classification project, which has yielded a nice refund for them. Ryan, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Hi, Jill. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, happy to talk and uh, uh, looking forward to this conversation. Excellent. Us too. Um, So first, I just wanted to ask you to tell me a little bit about Infinite Objects and and how the company got started and um, how you ended up where you are. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I'll just introduce Infinite Objects first. Um, we're, uh, so in short, we're a company uh, that uh, prints video. Um, and kind of uh, just to start with, with where that began, um, our founder, uh, Joe Saavedra, um, he was working at a company called Giphy, uh, which is probably a recognizable name uh, in the dig- digital media space. Um, he was there uh, in their research and development department, um, I was just playing around with different concepts uh, around digital media of all kinds. Um, and one of the concepts that came out of um, all of that uh, experimentation was this idea of a video print. Um, so that was around thinking about how, how can video be appreciated uh, the same way that um, prints and photographs um, have been appreciated for, for a long time, for centuries. Um, and so I wanted to take this idea of, of printing something um, like a photograph that you would hang on your wall or collect uh, or a print, uh, an artist's uh, print uh, that would be addition and collectible, um, taking this concept and giving it to to video and, and providing a new way to appreciate video outside of, you know, the conventional places where you do that, your, your TV, your phone, your laptop, um, creating more kind of dedicated and, and special way to, uh, to collect and appreciate video. Um, and so, uh, fast forward to today, um, Joe started Infinite Objects, and now we are um, a team of, of almost 30 people um, selling uh, video prints. Um, so we, we do that in a few uh, different sizes. Um, uh, what they are displays uh, encased uh, in uh, either acrylic or bamboo. Um, they are you know permanently treated, um, which is what makes them unique is that you can't change the video. It's, it's, uh, it's one of a kind. Uh, so it's collectible. Um, there's no buttons, there's no apps, there's no, um, nothing other than a a port, uh, that you can plug in a charger 
um, to charge the small battery inside uh, uh, the encased display. Um, so uh, it's kind of the last piece of what, what, what the product is like. Um, you know, on our website, infiniteobjects.com, um, you can see everything that we, that we have. We have a collection of, of original video prints. Um, some of those are editioned artist works. Um, some of them are made by, um, uh, by our team. We have some artists here working at Infinite Objects, so some of their pieces are up there. Um, we have some NFT print products um, that will let uh, NFT collectors print, um, print their video NFTs. Um, and then we have a, a print-your-own product as well, which is exactly what it sounds like. You can go on, onto the website, upload a video that you want to print, um, and we'll, we'll send you your video print. Oh, um, so cool. So yeah, that's, um, that's Infinite Objects in a nutshell. So they're all video only, not still prints. Everything is video. Yeah, and they're, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, looking to go into, um, you know, static images as well. But, uh, you know, our, our bread and butter, yeah, is video. And that's, um, that's really where we're focused. And what would you say, you know, I've, I've obviously been on your website several times. Which one is your mm -hmm. most popular? I have my favorite, but I'm wondering which mm -hmm. one, which one you guys see is the most popular. Yeah, I think um, I think it would be pretty unanimous over here that it's um, there's an artist named Frank Guzzoni. Um, he we've uh, we've done a number of, of prints with him, projects with him. He, he makes these really cool videos that we call we like to call them Squish Franks. Um, and if you look on the website and, and search, you know, his name, Frank Guzzoni, uh, G-U-Z-Z-O-N-E, you'll see you'll see what I mean. Um, kind of the, the iconic infinite object is one of the earliest ones where you it's, it's kind of like these um, these squishy balls moving around in, in the space of the video. And it's very cool, and especially when you see it on uh, one of our displays. Um, so that, that one is easily our most popular. Every time he does, we do a project with him, you know, they sell out pretty quick. That's great. Yeah, I, I did see that one. That one is, is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, so where, I know we've talked about the website. Where else, is there anywhere else that people can purchase your products? Or are you internet only? Um, so currently we're, we're, we're just on our website, infiniteobjects.com. Um, that's where we sell, um, everything that we can offer. Um, all of our products are, are, are there. Yeah. And on our online store. Okay, great. And how did you end up there, Ryan? What, what's, what's your history like? Yeah. So, um, so I, uh, come from, yeah, just over 10 years of, of supply chain, uh, related work. Um, you know, I started in a, in a pretty straightforward buyer role, um, and, uh, yeah, just didn't uh, intend to get into it, but just, it was the first, one of the first jobs I could find, um, uh, graduating from college. Uh, it was interesting. So I went for it and now, um, you know, yeah, 10 years later, I'm still doing it. Um, so mainly, uh, in, I started in kind of like aerospace, uh, materials, hardware, um, did that for about six years. Um, it was a trading company trading between, uh, Japan and North America. So we were, we were. Uh, supplying anything that the aerospace makers in Japan might be looking for um, uh, from their North American suppliers. Um, so we helped facilitate um, all the sourcing, you know, purchasing, shipping, um, and then, you know, even, even quality. So it was a real end-to-end -end experience um, as far as supply goes. Uh, and then from there, I wanted to kind of jump into the, the, the startup space um, and went to a company called MakerBot, uh, which is here in New York and Brooklyn. Um, that was very different. It was, uh, you know, uh, consumer hardware as a 3d printers. 
Um, and uh, from there, I moved to a water technology startup um, called Roshan. And, uh, and then uh, uh, here to Infinite Objects. Um, so, uh, you know, I kind of, I guess what interested me about coming here was um, the kind of overlap with, with art um, that, that Infinite Objects is. So it's um, definitely a hardware uh, company in the sense that, you know, we sell hardware, we sell electronics. Um, but there's, you know, the artistic element is, um, is really, uh, what, what makes, you know, I think our, our products really special. Um, so I really wanted to get into that space and wasn't really sure how with a supply background I could do that, but finally I uh, found it. So, um, yeah, that's what got me here. Wow. That's, it's been a very active 10 years. That's a, that's quite a journey. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of shift gears here and, and why don't you tell me about how you heard about ITM and um, how you made the initial contact with us to help you out with your classification? Yeah, sure. Um, so it started uh, with someone named Scott Miller, um, who is someone that we work with who consults for us. Um, you know, he's a real industry guru. He's uh, you know, been in, knows everyone, knows everything. Um, and we initially, when I got here, we were importing, um, we have all of our, our, uh, our hardware made, uh, by a contract manufacturer in China. Um, and so we were importing those and being hit with the, the full 25%, um, China tariff. Uh, and then on top of that, there was a standard duty. So it was, I think the effective duty rate was something like 27.6%. Um, so pretty hefty. And, um, I, on a, one of the early shipments, uh, we, we were using a new freight forwarder and, um, they asked us, you know, to provide a description of the product so that they could classify it. And, you know, we already had this code, but I was kind of like, well, let's just see what they come up with, you know? So I gave them the full description. Um, and they came back with an entirely different code and one that, um, had no, it was a duty free, uh, classification and it had, um, a 7.5% tariff rate. So, um, you know, obviously that was, that was very exciting. Um, but also there was this kind of like, you know, uh, it's too good to be true kind of feeling over here. So, um, we reached out to Scott and said, you know, what do you think of this? And he immediately said, you know, uh, I know this company in international tariff management, um, you know, I think they could, uh, they could do a, a sanity check for you on that new code. Um, and so he connected us, uh, and, and that was it. Yeah. We jumped right into it. Yes. I remember, well, I've, I've been working with you now a little over six months and I remember our first, yeah. um, our first time connecting and, and the process that we went through. And so mm -hmm. we did with you guys, what we do most often is we conducted the analysis and we verified that in fact, the freight forwarder was correct. And mm -hmm. you guys were overpaying duties and it was 27.6% when you added the base duty and the uh, 301s, which have had an implication um, to many companies throughout the United States. And um, so after our analysis, then we started with the protests and we went back mm -hmm. and we were able to get you money back on post on previous entries um, yep. so can you talk a little bit about what the process was like for you guys working with us, uh, you know, doing the protests and putting everything together? What was involved on your end as the client? Yeah. So, um, so really the, the instructions, you know, Jill, I'm 
remember the instructions you gave were very simple. Um, you just said you needed uh, the commercial invoice and entry summary for any um, import that we wanted to protest. And so, um, you know, right away got to work um, putting together a list of, well, just diving into our, our files. And, um, you know, the first step was just to, uh, to, to locate those commercial invoices and those entry summaries um, and then re kind of reorganize them. So I did kind of created a new folder organization that would be, um, you know, easier for you to look at, of course. Um, and, you know, numbering everything I was using there, uh, uh, it's the entry number, I think, um, so that, uh, you know, we can catalog them and know what we're talking about and have everything uh, well organized. Um, so kind of that was the first step was getting all the files together, um, getting them organized, making sure um, we weren't missing anything. You know, these are obviously opportunities to get money back. So we wanted to really make sure we catch uh, everything. So um, in some cases, you know, I had to go out to um, our brokers on past shipments where we may not have had the entry summary on file um, and get that from them. Uh, and, uh, you know, then also as a part of that effort of making sure we didn't miss anything, I reached out to our brokers just to send, you know, can you send me the, a list of all of the imports you did for us in the last, uh, year. And then we kind of work, work from that, um, to make sure we didn't, uh, to miss anything. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the first step was getting all the files together and then, uh, putting together a list in a spreadsheet form, um, to kind of index all of those files. And then that became the baseline for, um, you know, kind of our, our, mutual working process, Jill, um, you know, as we went uh, line by line uh, to protest them. And I can tell you, Ryan, on our end, Infinite Objects was very organized and extremely detail-oriented. In fact, your spreadsheet is um, something I've shown several people um, in our office that oh. they should they should recreate when working with their clients on their classification projects. I think it's kept us lined up and, and organized um, and streamlined the process for sure. So I thank you for that. Um, oh, it's great to hear. Yeah. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> I appreciate knowing that. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind sharing and if you do, that's okay. How much money was infinite objects able to get back or is in the process of getting back? Yes, yeah, so I'm happy to share. So as of today, we've had um, uh, over $50,000 worth of protests approved. Um, there are, I would say refunds approved. So that's the, that's the actual money coming back. Um, and then there's still a number of, uh, of entries that have yet to liquidate that we will um, be protesting this year. And that amounts to um, also a, a little more than $50,000. So in total, when we're done with this whole um, protest process, we'll have um, over a hundred thousand dollars of, um, of refunds coming back. So, um, pretty significant figure. And, you know, it was really, um, really exciting for our business, you know, that we can, um, we can get that money back. Right. And then not to mention that I'm sure that your broker has changed the classification and now you're enjoying those savings going forward. You're not overpaying yeah. and those changes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, since we changed the code, um, last year, like late last year, um, we've saved over $350,000 on the, that 20% of tariff burden that we were able to take away. So that's, that's from, that's just from when we started to today. And obviously every, every, uh, uh, import in the future will, will save as well. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was hugely transformative, um, 
for, for our business. You know, it's just 20% of, of product, of, of, uh, product value that goes right into the back to the bottom line. So, um, you know, the huge win. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Then you can expand your, your artist base and, and yeah, right. create more products. Exactly. Put it back into the, the, the stuff that we like working on, you know, important stuff is fun, but, um, uh, uh, the exciting stuff, the stuff that gets us really, really, um, really going is, yeah, the products we get to do. And, and that's right. You know, this, this gives us more, uh, more runway to do that. Right. Right. Great. Um, so let me just ask you, um, do you have any advice for anyone who may question their classifications or be unsure if they're correct and, and maybe they hesitate to reach out to somebody? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. I mean, well, I would say like, don't hesitate. So absolutely get an expert opinion. I think that was, um, really important, um, to, you know, cause re- really what happened was I, once that forward provided that new code, um, I, I kind of tried to do my own research first. Um, and I guess one, one thing I'll recommend is going into the, um, the, the rulings database. So there's, you know, those, uh, tariff classification rulings, um, that, uh, that the CBP will do, um, and they they put all of that the results of that um, into a public database, and so um, you can search through the entire database of rulings, and they're very detailed and um, really logical in how they explain the ruling, which I, I kind of find to be really interesting just for um, you know personal interest. But um, you can search the database by the code that you're you're interested in researching, or um, by keywords that were related to your product. So you can try to find similar products, um, that were ruled on, uh, in the past. And so, you know, actually, uh, for, in our case, um, I was able to find a number of rulings, um, in favor of using the code, uh, that we had been given by this new forwarder. And these are products that were, um, hardware products that are quite similar. So that was a great first kind of, you know, sanity check. And that gave us some confidence, um, that we were on the right track, but then, um, you know, we wanted to be really sure because again, it's, the implications were so big. We, we just didn't want to want to make sure we weren't making any mistakes or overlooking anything. And, um, that's when we were like, let's go get, let's get an expert opinion on this. Let's find, find someone who can, um, with real knowledge and experience who can, who can confirm that, uh, you know, we're okay to go ahead. And so, um, yeah, let's say just to, to summarize kind of like first use that lean on that database, um, you know, do your own research. Make sure you understand uh, for yourself what uh, why you're using that code and why it's why it's right uh, or even why it's wrong, I guess. And then um, yeah, then then find find an expert, um, go to ITM and and get that um, that um, you know expert confirmation. Well, I think you you hit the nail on the head with those rulings too, Ryan, because we have a multifaceted approach and it does involve those rulings. And the fact okay. that you took the time to look at them, um, I think you're way ahead of the general population. But you add the rulings okay. and the harmonized tariff schedule of the United States, which is an enormous book of classifications, yeah. and, and then throw in the product description you know, you put it all together and you make the basis for the argument has how you want things classified. And I think you did one third of the work yourself, which is, uh, more than most people do, but it's, it's commendable. It's, uh, it's having the knowledge and knowing what you're doing. So. Um, yeah, well, it was definitely daunting and intimidating. So, um, and it takes, it, it takes like a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know, willingness to sit and stare and read through lots of kind of boring, Maybe commonly boring jargon, but yeah. Yeah, very um, legal mumbo jumbo. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it takes a special um, attention to detail to read through the, through those rulings for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, we hope that our conversation today has given the people who are listening insight to not only what it's like to work with ITM, but also the process of the client's involvement and, and most importantly, the economic advantage by reviewing your classifications and looking at uh, the rulings and the HTS and, and the product itself to determine if you're bringing them in correctly. And we encourage everybody who's listening today who hasn't been to your website to do so because the, your products are very, very special and interesting and they make great gifts or in addition to your office space, especially right now as people are starting to return back to work, you can bring some artistic uh, video with you and put it on your desk. So Absolutely. thank you, Ryan, so much for joining us today. It's been great talking with you. And we thank you to our listeners and uh, be on the lookout and join us in the future for any more podcasts that we put together. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, uh, for, for, for everything we've done together, uh, yeah. working together. Yeah, it's been great working together. I look forward to working more in the future. Likewise. We hope you've gained some valuable insight into the world of customs tariffs. With all the supply chain challenges the world is facing, our aim is to maximize your duty drawback dollars and boost your bottom line. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast to stay current with each new episode, in which we'll unveil numerous ways to improve your international trade profitability. Thanks for listening. <laughs>